Hello and welcome to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy, and we are doing our Brazil race rundown. Oh my god, what a weekend it was. So many highs, lows, just simply amazing. I mean, Brazil has, I think, one of the best circuits on the calendar. It's definitely one of my faves. It was just absolutely a fantastic weekend. Um, I am kind of excited slash nervous for this week just because there was some drama um, over the weekend. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how it plays out because I'm not going to lie. I do love a bit of drama. I'm, I, I can't lie. I do love a little bit of drama related TV. So for this, this week, chef's kiss for that for me. Um, but yeah, Brazil was amazing. So I'm going to stop rambling on about how much I love drama and discuss what happened over the weekend. So we're going to start off with qualifying. So as it was a sprint race, qualifying took place on the Friday. Now, on Friday, it rained at Interlagos. So we kind of had a little bit of a crazy grid because the rain always kind of, not always, but can give a bit of a hectic grid or a bit of a hectic race because it kind of plays into the hands of teams that aren't always at the front. It plays into the hands of people who are good wet weather or changeable condition drivers kind of, I suppose, evens out the playing field a little bit um, and strategy is really important. So because it rained during qualifying and there was a red flag because George Russell went into the gravel and they couldn't get him out. And I think there's only like three minutes left of um, qualifying left roughly when that took place. It meant that Kevin Magnuson, K-Mag, was on pole for the sprint race, which was absolutely amazing to see. Having these, I suppose, like surprise or a bit chaotic um, starting lineups, I find are really interesting because you don't know what's going to happen. They can kind of surprise you. Um, so that was really good to see. I think that means there's a the 24th, I could be wrong, but I believe it's a 24th different nationality pole sitter. Um, that's now happened and K-Mag's first pole I believe in Formula 1 so congrats to K-Mag and congratulations to Haas I mean according to Mercedes Twitter Haas were going crazy and why not I mean the past few years for Haas have been really bad so I think to come out of the season one with points <laughs> I think for them has been amazing and two to have this pole position is a really, really great kind of, I suppose, moment for them. And I kind of just hope that they will be able to continue um, this going into the next season. Um, but yeah, congrats to K-Mag for that. And then on Saturday, instead of qualifying that we would usually have, as we had it on Friday, we had our third and final sprint race of the year. Now, I know sprint races can be a little bit I don't want to say controversial, but a bit like Marmite, like 
people either love them or they hate them. And I think that this sprint race at Interlagos really showed that if you get it right, sprint races are really, really good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it last year too at the same, at this track. And I, I think that if Formula One is right, because they are going to be six, which in my opinion is a little bit too many, but I might discuss the sprint race because I think it's a whole issue which I want to go into a little bit more detail. Um, I think if they get it right, the sprint races work really well. So in the sprint race, George Russell put it on pole, which was amazing to see. There was some collisions. There were with teammates, which again we'll talk a bit about in a minute. Um, it was just fantastic. So as I mentioned, George Russell on pole, Carlos Sainz in second place, and then Lewis Hamilton in third. Now, Carlos Sainz did have a five-place penalty grid drop um, due to some changes they were making, I believe on his power unit. So he did have a five-place penalty grid drop. So even though he got second, he ended up starting seventh on the actual grid, which meant there was a Mercedes front row, which was absolute craziness. I don't think we've seen that in so long. It was so good to see. So race day came about and the race was juicy. It was so good. Um, We had... A safety car we had we had two safety cars we had two safety cars we had some dnfs we had some fierce racing we had at one point i thought maybe some not so good strategy ideas but it was such a fabulous race um we ended up having a mercedes one two with george russell getting his first win in Formula One. So let's give it up to George Russell. Woo, good George, woo woo. Um, first wins are so important in Formula One and I think now George has got the taste, he's gonna want them more. Um, and which I didn't realise, a little statistic popped up while I was watching Formula One and it said that this was the first Mercedes 1-2 since 2020. So, you know, it was really good to see Mercedes kind of back and fighting because all weekend they were mighty. They were fast. I mean, you could see it with Lewis. You could see it with George, like in the sprint race when, you know, George kind of came just out behind Max. It was like, whoa, where did this speed come from? I think Max even said after the sprint race, like, yeah, no, the the Mercedes are fast. Like, we're it's going to be difficult to beat them. And they were super fast on that track. I was, I was shocked, but in a good way, because I feel like this year, a bit like what we've kind of seen in the past, but I think because last year was so tight within the championship, but this year, because it's not, it's been a bit like, oh... But I think next year, I think it could really be interesting again if Mercedes kind of keep up with this development. 
because they were quick like they were really quick so that was really really good to see um on the flip side though let's talk a little bit about mclaren because they had a not great day um so unfortunately daniel ricardo came together with kevin magnuson in the first few laps of the race i believe on lap one maybe lap two at the most um it came together and it was such a shame because k-mag even though he didn't keep his pole he got points in the sprint race and he was doing so well and then uh yeah daniel came into him looked like he's able to avoid it so k-mag spun around daniel kind of went around and then obviously k-mag's car was still going back and both of them crashed out so not great for them um after the race i believe daniel Cotto got a three place penalty grid drop for abu dhabi which not ideal but you know he kind of was more at fault in my opinion for that then not long after <laughs> oh god lando norris came together with charles leclerc at one stage i thought oh my goodness it's going to be enough safety car because I didn't think there's going to get Charles Leclerc's car back after that. But luckily, he managed to get back into the race. Um, but that had did lead to Lando Norris having a five-second time penalty. And then, oh my God, and then his car just stopped. And we went to a VSC and then a safety car. So no points for McLaren this weekend, which I know is probably not what they wanted, particularly when they have such a competitive um, battle at the moment with Alpine, um, unless something crazy happens. I think Alpine may have cinched fourth from McLaren, but, you know, we shall see. Um, but who knows? Because both Ocon and... Uh, Alonso did really well considering they did start pretty far back. Now, speaking of Alpine, this weekend the girlies were fighting. Oh my god, it's like all of a sudden we've come to the end of the season and cracks are starting to show within teams. And as I kind of mentioned, I might be here for the drama. I might just be a little bit here for the drama. I know Netflix were salivating at it. They were like, oh my God, the penultimate race of the year. And now all the drama's happening. It's like, give it to me. Give it to me. So, let's start with Alpine because I mentioned them. This started during the sprint race. Yeah, it started during the sprint race. And... Alonso and Esteban Ocon came together. Now, this heavily impacted Alonso's race because obviously in a sprint race, you don't want to pit. If you can avoid a pit, avoid it because it's so quick. It's only like, I believe this one's only 24 laps. Like, you don't want to pit. So, they come together. Now, at the time, Alonso was like, oh my god, it's Esteban's fault. Like, this is our friend. Da -da -da -da. Like, proper going on It was actually Alonso, in the end, who got the penalty. 
but he was not happy. And then when they spoke to him after sprint race, oh my God, he was like, one more race, finally. I mean, he is not sad to go. He is really not, he is not sad to be going to Aston Martin. And then, and then during the race, um, it was after a safety car, I believe it was a safety car where um, Lando went off. And, you know, the engineer was on the radio to Esteban Ocon, like, basically, no fighting. Um, we don't want any fighting here. And Esteban was like, um, don't tell you what to do. Like, it was very much like, but we need the position, blah, 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 blah. But it was like, Esteban, no. Esteban, no is basically what it was like like a child like the engineer was like a parent telling a child do not do this don't do it 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 really was um then we saw a little bit of aston martin um sebastian vettel and lance stroll came together um basically we're not really come together that's kind of the wrong way of phrasing it um Lance basically didn't really leave Sebastian an awful lot of room, which meant Sebastian had to go onto the grass. Um, this is the same thing that Lance got pulled up on in Cota uh, for doing the same thing to Alonso. So, you know, that was a little bit, uh, a bit like, oh my God. Them, Charles Leclerc, was not happy at Ferrari. I mean, I feel like you could see it all, like, kind of day or weekend, actually. He is not happy with Ferrari. I really don't think he is. Even on the team radio, he's out there like, you know, we need the points. I need the points because obviously him and Checo are tied on points now. He is, I don't think he's so much angry at Carlos, like, say, in the other situations, like his teammate. But he's definitely not happy with Ferrari. Um, And I think he's just like, oh, I cannot wait for the season to end. And then, as you may know, this really juicy, juicy part we need to talk about is Red Bull. Now, Max had a very good recovery drive after coming together with Hamilton and receiving a penalty. He did a really fantastic recovery drive, got back into top 10 after essentially being last um, similarly with Charles Leclerc, actually, after coming together with Lando and having to um, make a terrible change to his car in the pit, made a really good recovery drive. So I do want to shout those two out um, as like some really good driving uh, over the weekend. But as you may know, Max Verstappen has won the 2022 World Championship. He won that in Japan. Now, Red Bull have also won the Constructors' Championship within that time too. So, it's kind of all in the back. Now, Sergio is in a very fierce... I won't say fierce, but like, him and Charles are really close with second and third. They are extremely close in points going into this race so kind of matters that Sergio does well now at this point 
I believe Max and Sergio are like six and seven. You know, not tons of points, but it's kind of imperative for Sergio to get as many points as possible, like I said, because of this battle for second place with Charlotte Claire. So, Teen goes on the radio to Max Verstappen and says to him, Hi, Max, you know, can you give the place to Sergio, to Sergio Perez? You know, obviously, fighting for second championship. They didn't really say that, but, you know, basically, give your place up to your teammate. It happens on teams, you know, particularly if, say, the car is, the teammate is faster, or if you're fighting for championship points. At this stage, Max has won. He's not fighting for championship points. Max says, no. But he doesn't just say, no. No, no, he's like, don't tell me to do that again, essentially. And you have my reasons for why I'm not doing it. I am paraphrasing. That's not exactly word for word what he said, but that's essentially what he said. No, I'm not going to do it. Don't ask me to do that. And you know my reasons for not doing this. So, obviously that creates a little bit of a, a little bit of a, oh, that's not very, I don't want to say it's unsportsmanlike. So it's not necessarily unsportsmanlike in the sense that obviously you want to get as many good points as, as you want. Um, and also like, at the end of the day, Max doesn't have to give up that position. But it is also kind of team orders. We have to remember that even though there is like a, a singular aspect to Formula One, it is also a team sport at the end of the day. So you have to help your team out. So obviously, Sergio Perez was not happy because this now means him and Charles Leclerc are equal on points going into Abu Dhabi, meaning it's going to be quite a, I want to say fierce battle because, you know, they want to get ahead of each other, you know, for that, for them, for themselves. Now, afterwards, this is when it starts getting very, very, um, a little bit toxic, in my opinion. So obviously, Sergio's not happy. You can understand why. He says, I now know who like Max is, basically. That's a bit I find toxic. And, you know, Max doesn't really tell you the reasons. He doesn't say what those reasons are. However, it's kind of hinted. In my opinion, I feel like he hinted when asked, you know, has it basically got anything to do with Monaco? He didn't deny it, you know, he didn't say no. Um, now, if you don't know, because I don't really talk about this, but there is this conspiracy theory that um, Sergio won at Monaco. And this conspiracy theory is, is basically Monaco qualifying is super important because overtaking it's very difficult to overtake at Monaco so qualifying is imperative basically and during that point in Q3 Sergio spun kind of like yeah he spun and 
it you know and essentially ended qualifying also a couple of cars kind of all like kind of came together at like just before they go under like the into the tunnel that's where it happened so there's a conspiracy that Sergio did that on purpose I personally think it's a load of rubbish because it wasn't as if it's like a one-two they're going for. I think this is like third place he got. So, you know, it wasn't exactly a win. It wasn't a guaranteed win. So, I think it's a little bit tenuous, in my opinion. But apparently, that is potentially where this issue could have stemmed from. Now, Sergio has kind of said that basically, you know, I've done a lot of favours for Max and he doesn't essentially repay those favours. Max is like, I've got my reasons as to why I've not done it. It's all starting to get a little bit, you know, toxic online with, you know, people obviously saying their opinions as it always does, which is a, it's a shame. And yeah, it's just all gone a bit it's all got a little bit wrong it's it you know tensions are high in a lot of teams at the moment um which is not great <laughs> um and I think it could also make a very interesting silly season next year you know we've had a bit of a crazy one this year and uh I think next year if these issues kind of aren't ironed out we could see a very crazy, silly season again. I mean, I suppose someone like Dajikano is like, keep the drama going. Get me a good seat for 2024. Um, or even potentially Mick, because apparently Mick may not have a seat next year. So people like Daniel Ricardo and Mick Schumacher are probably like, please have some drama because I can then have a seat. But, I digress. So yeah, it's all gone a bit crazy. The girlies are fighting. Like I said, I, I am a little bit here for it. I can't lie. I do like a little bit of drama and I do like a little bit of gossip. I mean, come on. To be a fly on those walls, I would love it. In that Red Bull um, like paddock, oh, I would love to have been there on Sunday like as a fly on the wall just, just to hear what was going on. Really would have. Anyway, that was essentially Brazil. I mostly spoke about all of the drama that uh, took place, but Interlagos, Sao Paulo, you are one of my faves. Um, you really are. Loved ya so much. Uh, so that means that this week, we haven't got to wait long, this week we are doing our final race of the season. Can you believe it? We're at our final race of the year like the season's done this time on Sunday it will be done <sighs> a sad time but it's been a good season in my opinion I have enjoyed and I will probably do a season wrap up once it's all finished which will be good but enough rambling for me I'm going to finish here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you're looking forward to Abu Dhabi this weekend for our final race of the season. 
And until next week, where I'll have the Abu Dhabi race fun down, have a lovely time. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll speak to you in the next one.